Hello everyone and welcome to RecPlay, the real creator talk show. My name is Patrick and I'll be the host for today. We're going to be talking about an important subject. It's something that is a follow-up to what we spoke about recently with Pamela Bacallian. We're going to be welcoming Stephanie Erickson, who is a media commentator and also a family caregiver expert. Stephanie has been creating uh, content on people's well-being for a lot of years, uh, whether it's on TV or on the web. It's someone I really look up to, someone I really respect, and she's been bringing so much value to the community, not only to the creator community, but overall to the general community uh, who is who has been watching her videos or reading her blogs and stuff. Uh, Stephanie is someone who's not afraid to talk about how she's feeling, and she puts her vulnerable st- uh, self out there to helping people coping with reality, with with what people are feeling with. I'm so thrilled to be having her uh, with us. The reason why Stephanie will be joining us uh, today, uh, she just made a video recently talking about the myths of productivity. Now, what does productivity mean? A lot of times we, we feel we have to be doing something to be productive, to be working, to be producing content. We always feel that it is a movement when it comes to um, productivity and in her recent video she talks about how productivity can be different so without further ado um, I see Stephanie has joined so let me bring her on board how are you today good good, it's a good day yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful day too so you know we, the sunshine we have... is helping huh all, all that sunshine is making such a difference for me for my mood it's really helping I, I totally agree I totally even before even before all this started, I think the lack of sunshine always makes us in a very depressive mood, and uh, it's always great to great to see uh, some vitamin D on sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Stephanie, um, like we always do, let's let's get a little background. And you know, I already gave you, I already gave the audience a preview of who you are and what you do and how amazing you are. But why don't why don't we 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 give the floor to you? You kind of give your your still up on who you are so that people can uh, get to know you. Well, usually when people ask who you are, they're talking about your work in education, right? So if we were having a real discussion over wine, who I am would have nothing to do with those things. But for the purpose of this, uh, I'm a clinical social worker. I'm originally from Los Angeles. I got my bachelor's and master's degree there in social work, moved to Montreal in in, uh, 2003. And I've mostly been working with seniors here in Montreal, but I also do some health and wellness coaching and caregiving consultation as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And it's it, like I was saying earlier, it's so wonderful the content you produce out there because uh, you're helping hundreds, maybe even thousands of people who are watching your, your, your content, whether they're reading or they're watching your videos to, to getting the help and support. And it, we, we really have to thank you for, for doing this because, you know, like we might be going through some times and we don't want to talk about it, but there you are, you're, you, you you break those barriers and you, you bring those topics forward and you make us think about it. You're like, yes, actually, I'm feeling like that too. Let's let's help each other. Yeah. So you recently made a video and a video that, that spoke to a lot of people from our community and also a lot of other people. You talked about the myths of productivity. Uh, to put it, put it into context, uh, a lot of people have been feeling this pressure. And uh, last time we spoke about people who um, usually put like, like preach and put on the energy, but this time you you took it on another side where um, it wasn't directly. It was it was more like where our friends and our colleagues are doing great stuff online, but 
um, it makes us, it, it kind of makes us feel like not productive. So let's talk about productivity because, because you make great points about what productivity actually is. And, and uh, especially these days, what it means to, to be productive and to helping ourselves. Well, I think in a general sense, Patrick, and by the way, thank you for having this on, having this topic. I think it's important. I think in a general sense, we're a society of doing. For some reason, we always have to be doing something. Even if you're checking in with someone, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Well, what, what does doing mean? We're, we kind of like always have this, this feeling like we're supposed to be accomplishing something. And there has to be some tangible product at the end of it and yeah. i think now that we're all home well we should all be home hopefully everybody is home uh there's this added pressure of oh so now we have more time so shouldn't we be picking up a project shouldn't i be learning a new skill becoming an, a, a fantastic math teacher for my kids or whatever it is like there has to be something that we're doing and the point of me doing that video is it's important that we understand that productivity and doing can be also very internal. Sitting mm -hmm. still and just thinking about how we're feeling, managing stress, managing anxiety, that's also very, very productive. And in my opinion, it's actually more productive because you're getting in touch more with yourself and that is only gonna help you function at a higher level in the world. Absolutely, I know, but a lot of times even myself or other people from QDS have expressed where if they're not doing something tangible, they're feeling guilty. Like the, yeah. the feeling of guilt that's coming onto us when we see, like, I mean, again, like you expressed very well, very well when you said, you know, we're happy for our friends. We're happy for our colleagues who are able to still continue and do what they do best to shine and, and do well. Um, but it, it does sometimes, you know, would, if it has nothing to do with them, but us internally, we feel that guilt because we're usually the ones helping people and, and we feel like we're not doing anything. But in fact, we are doing something like you just said, when we are working on, on ourselves to getting ourselves better and feeling better and to, to be able to offer that help if, if that's what uh, we want to do at, at that point. Even while I'm going to challenge you, Patrick, because even right now you just said we're watching our friends and colleagues and it's great that they're able to do that. But even by saying that they're able, it's implying that you're not able to. And that's what I'm trying to challenge is that they're doing this, they're able to do that, but what we're able to do is sit still and get in touch with ourselves, gain insight on who we are, how we manage difficult situations. We're able to do that and maybe they're not able to do our piece. So one is not better than the other. We're all different as individuals. We manage things differently. There is no right or wrong way. And mm -hmm. guilt should never play into how we live our life and how we manage ourselves in this world and a very challenging world right now. Mm -hmm, absolutely, no, I, I, can, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree even more. Um, it, it's, I mean, I mean, you know, we're all we're all living challenging times, and uh, you, you said the right thing. You said like there's no right or wrong, and that's what I kept trying to you know tell people like there's no right or wrong the way people are reacting. There's no right or wrong what people are doing or not doing, or you know just being in the presence and trying to um you know just get in touch with our own feelings and that's something that uh before all this we were very very much on the go that we couldn't do these check check-ins and try to see what's what's actually going on with, with our bodies with our minds well i think that's what a lot of why a lot of people stay busy all the time is because if you stop then you actually do have to deal with 
how it sit, how, how you're sitting within yourself, how you're living your own life and how you're relating to other people, like all the deeper kinds of questions people don't want to deal with. And so they keep themselves busy to avoid having to get in touch with who they really are. And that's okay too. Again, we're all different people. And I used to, to be on the other side of this where I felt like I always had to do something and what I'm working on, what I feel my, my purpose right now in my life is to slow down and, and become more of me settled within me. And what I'm finding is my anxiety is much lower now. Well, it's a bit high now with COVID-19, but prior it's in a general way, it's, it's much lower now. I'm feeling much happier about myself. The less I do in terms of the traditional definition of do, the less I do, the better I feel. And actually the happier everybody is around me as well. My kids are happier, the dynamics in the house, the energy in the house, everything is better. And, you know, I've had a gift of being a social worker for 25 years and a palliative social worker for many of those years. So I heard what people were talking about at the end of life. And trust me, Patrick, it's not, oh, remember that video I did in May? That was so awesome. That's not what they're going to be talking about. They're going to be saying, why did I not spend more time with my kids? Why did I not connect? Why did I not enjoy that board game and just looking at my child across from me laughing at the game? That's what people miss. And I think <laughs> now is a great time for us to challenge ourselves to go backwards to, I think, how we're meant to be, which is to just slow down and be present. Absolutely. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned this, and we, we know like, everyone's so different, and everyone's dealing with this differently. Everyone's taking in, like, or they have different ways of coping with this. Uh, what have been some of your best practices that, that has been helping you? Well, for me in managing my anxiety throughout my whole life, exercise has been the key. If I miss more than two days of working out, my mood tanks and quite fast, actually. So one of the gifts of this time is I've been able to try all sorts of different workouts. You know, I had got a new app on my phone. I've been pushing myself in the gym much more than I ever had in the past. And I actually am feeling quite well considering the situation and I, I attribute a lot of that to the uh, regular exercise I'm getting I'm exercising you know at least 40 minutes a day in the gym plus taking two 40 minute walks with my dog so I'm moving a lot um, when we have sunlight the last few days I'm spending time sitting outside just listening to music and feeling the sun on my face not moving just That's absorbing the vitamin d and the sun and the heat Mm -hmm. um, maintaining a healthy diet, which I do in a general way. And I'm not letting that go to shit. I'm not like eating bags of chips. I'm trying really hard to stay healthy in terms of what I ingest. Cause that makes me feel better. Um, and I'm enjoying time with my kids, trying to play games with them and things like that. The thing that's not working so well for me is sleep. Um, I'm very sleep deprived. I'm not sleeping well. I'm falling asleep fine but I'm waking up many, many times during the night, waking up early. And so I'm very tired. Um, and I'm trying to figure out how to manage that. Oh, the other thing I'm doing is trying to do some regular meditations, guided meditations. I have a, a really nice app. Um, the sleep, I haven't, I haven't been able to, to find the right formula for that yet. And so that's, that's not helping. That's not a good part. Right, right. Well, what's the, uh, what's the app that you're using for meditation? It's called Ananda. It's Deepak Chopra. 
Okay. And there is there is a cost to it. It's I think thirteen fifty US a month, and I've had it for probably three years. I really like it because you can adjust the time. You can do ten minutes. You can do a thirty. Mm -hmm. um, and I like the guided because there's always some mantra that he integrates in. Um, and those mantras I then end up applying to my life. One of my favorite ones he does is in the mantra. He says, believe, trust, let go. And I use that constantly in my life when I'm feeling anxious. I try and, you know, ground myself and believe, trust, let go. So I love, love, love his app. And it, to me, it's worth thirteen fifty a month. But I'm sure there's free ones out there. I just haven't looked into it because I landed on something I love already. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, when this all started, I took a good week and a, a week and a half off. And today I haven't turned like my phone is on, but it's on the do not disturb mode. And I haven't felt much more free in my life. You know, now that I'm doing that because I have like, you know, I don't really have like I have responsibilities, but they're not like the immediate things that I have to be doing. And that's what I find kind of liberating also, is that disconnecting from the technology, even though I love doing the FaceTimes and stuff, getting in touch with people I can't see anymore. Uh, but besides that, um, yeah, just, just staying off as much possible to try to reconnect with myself, connect with my family, connect with nature today that it's beautiful, you know? And um, even if I have some people who um, were asking for help or asking for something, or even if they just want to reach out, um, I will I will check in with my phone a couple of times to send and see if there are any notifications to get to, but uh, definitely the, the do not disturb mode has been very helpful and I, and, I, and we've done I mean we've done this exercise together you and I last year when we had the, the social media detox and getting away from the phone and how well it makes us feel and today I know a lot of people feel isolated they feel disconnected with people and they feel like they have to be online and that's why probably Instagram failed a little bit earlier when we started as everyone's online, but at the same time, one of one of the best practices for myself has been to 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 disconnect from technology and reconnect with, with what's in my environment and kind of applying what we did last year, but on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I mean, it is hard because we do want all of the updates. And so now that I know when the updates are coming, you know, at noon and they're coming, or yeah, at 9 a.m. and then again at noon, or, you know, I know when the updates are and honestly, I follow city uh, news, city TV news, mm -hmm. and they give a really nice recap. So I don't even have to watch the whole like Lego. I don't even have to watch his whole thing because city news comes and gives like a recap. And to me, that's helped my anxiety too, because I'm still getting the yeah. bullet points from a trusted, reliable source, yeah. um, but I'm not watching the whole thing. So those are just the techniques that I'm using and I am checking my email. So any of my clients, and my phone, if it's a client, my phone is ringing. They're not texting me new cases and, and seniors and families and stuff. So I'm still able to do my work when it comes in. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm finding that it's really, it's really helping me. It's really helping me a lot. And the, the walks at night uh, after dinner, like eight or nine at night when it's cool and dark and no one's out. I never usually do that, but I'm really enjoying it. My husband and I are going and our teenage daughter's coming with us almost every night. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun. We're having, it's actually a really nice, a really nice moment for us. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing, sharing all this. Thanks Patrick for having the topic on.